I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words Betting Podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason Daniels. Jason, hello. As ever apart from last week. As ever apart from last week. Indeed, indeed. Um, How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you, mate. How are you? Marvellous. Enjoyed your, enjoyed your week off the podcast. Uh, refreshing now, ready for a winner at Wentworth. Say it like that, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's what we, that's the positive men's last year we're going to put into that's, the, uh, the show, isn't it? it? How is it? Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's as positive as you're going to get on me. <laughs> That'll do for me, mate. Um, as people might guess, Brad is uh, absent tonight. Uh, we do have some selections from him later on in the show that we will give. Um, but Jason, we're coming into this after uh, the Maiden Himaland event. Oliver Wilson, uh, one of the people we've talked about a lot uh, on this show, uh, getting his second DP World Tour victory. Um, long time between wins and nearly eight years between the last one. Um, and, you know, maybe that one was overdue, but probably an overdue in his career in total, really. Yeah, I would think so. And, uh, yeah, very emotional and, and very nice and very lovely. Yeah. Um, but uh, in, t- in terms of getting somebody home, I, I don't think I'm doing this, but least be. Um, I've ever lost a player that has been completely the best player on the park. Yeah. Um, normally, as you know, we all, we all back them and they screw up on the final day or they do something completely wrong. For me, you and Ferguson have done very little wrong the whole week. The only thing that he really could have improved on yesterday was holding that on 17. And he's got beat by a bloke that can't knock a four-footer in. It's the edge of the hole. I mean, he had one on, I can't remember, earlier on in the round, which was four or five foot. It was... It, oh... It was the worst part I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, didn't it? I don't even think it went half the distance. And then he's on 17. Ferguson's just missed one from five foot, or five, six foot, probably a bit more, seven maybe, that he thought was in. And from the same line on 65 feet, man who cannot hold a four footer nails it. And it, it honestly, I, I, I'm not knocking Wilson at all. You know, really not. I know you've had, we've had him on the pod. He's a great bloke. He works really hard. Everybody's happy for him. That's brilliant. But I wish somebody had. I wish Ferguson had played badly for yeah. him to win. No, I because I genuinely don't think he could have done any more. You know, which is um, a little bit of a difference, Ferguson, because like last time he kind of let's, let's say he didn't get a win that he maybe should have done was entirely his own fault. Obviously, going back to sort of Kenya earlier in the year where he had a four shot lead and shot seventy nine. But he's a different, as you say, a different customer now, isn't he? And you know, you look at it now, and he's got two wins on the season already. Could have easily had four. Um, yep. that's some talent isn't it I mean I, I, I'm sort of drawing some comparisons which I'm sure people can guess later from um, with, with another player on tour from his region but like this is this is what you obviously expected from him or maybe even more than what you expected from him mm-hmm. but you know you, you kind of saw the potential in him to do um, he, he's been brilliant and yeah I mean T to green he was the best uh, in the field all week uh, in approach he was second in the field all week uh, um, Obviously second, sorry. second, yeah. So it's you know it's incredible, really. You look at Teaser Green; he gained nearly 13 strokes. Um, you know, Oliver Wilson was brilliant. He was third and second over the final two days in in Teaser Green, and you know his approach numbers were were pretty solid as well, sixth and eighth. So like over the weekend, his ball striking was superb. Like you say, he just couldn't knock in those putts um, from short range, which I imagine there was a lot to do with nerves with with Ollie, who you know it, it's been a long time coming to get the first win at the Dunhill Links in 2014 and then to back out with this one. So, um, 
yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tale of two different players, really. One really emerging talent and one that's kind of trying to milk every ounce of what he's got left in his game, I think, which is um, it's a really interesting event. But anything oh, else brilliant. you oh, sort of took oh, away? Uh, yeah, Henny Kilda not getting top five. Um, yeah. and I mean, look, again, you know, I'm, I'm talking very selfishly because of, you know, who we've backed. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, he was walking around like, I mean, it was brilliant, obviously, for him appearing at his home open. Um and playing fantastically well, but as he drops shots, smiling away and clapping at the crowd, does great when you're yeah. only on when you're only on top five or six. <laughs> uh, but you know, this is just this is just selfish reasons. Um, yeah, otherwise I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was great. I like the bunkers. I like um, I like it's, it's not a clean course. You know what I mean? It's it's very rough around the edges, which um, I think is a perfect sort of follow-on from Crayons, which I think is a, and them two are perfect for running up to this week at Wentworth. I think, yeah. you know, obviously you didn't have the grade of player in these tournaments, but in terms of style, um, yeah, I think I think there were the things you could take off of it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And there was a couple of players for me that I was, I was glad didn't win in the end, in Christian Crow Johansson, who I did like and didn't go to because of the price, and uh, Ross McGowan, who I'd tipped at 350 to one the week before. Luckily, he didn't, uh, didn't run away with it after opening 62-65. So... Um, are you quick. not? Are you, sorry, are you not like really annoyed? Because I thought you and certainly you and Ben have been. If you read previews over the last year and a half, two years, yeah. between you, I'd imagine you've put him up ten times, maybe. I, I think it's one of those ones that because it's because it's him and it's someone that I've had on the that we've had on the show that like you just the overriding feeling is like you're happy for them. Uh, it kind of yeah. helped, um, but yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit of frustration for the fact that probably here, there and everywhere throughout the season. We've kind of seen the signs it's going to happen. He's had two or three ball striking rounds and, and not finished it off and, and what have you. But I've got to be honest, like he mentioned that he'd really liked the course before and it never really flashed up to me that, that he'd play well there before and liked it. So, um, Made sense. Made yeah. sense. We, we, it made sense with the, um, you know, with all the, the course comparisons and links comparisons, yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, but then, but then, ha- sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. A halfway... I looked at the board. Um, I, was, I didn't watch it at, until halfway, yeah. and I thought I could have just picked all of these. Mm. You know, they all had comparative form, and then it sort of settled. It's you know settled down. Um, anyway, I think there's. I'm been... sure uh, the reason I can't feel sorry for him is because if I can't pay my electric bill, they're not going to pay it for me. <laughs> That's so, true, isn't it? I, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I think I think there's there's a certain amount of players that I was kind of impressed with and keen to see what they did. Like Tom Lewis, we've been talking about recently. He, he sort of showed up disappointed in the final round, but was there. Justin Waters continues to impress. Uh, Nikolai von Dellinghausen, I sort of mentioned being um, someone that would play well in Austria and could have played well here and did. Um, Matthew Southgate seems to be playing well again. Uh, Laporta as well. So a couple of players that really sort of caught my eye um, over the kind of weekend. But, yeah, I think it's a perfect little warm-up for, for the big event this week. Um, there's going to be some contentious feelings, I would have thought, at, at this uh, BMW PGA Championship this week. Um, so there's a lot to kind of consider and a lot to unpack. So I'll kind of try to streamline my own process and keep it simple um, and kind of let everything else play out um, you know, their own way. Um, but looking at the the top of the board, Rory McIlroy is there at 6-1, to one, which is no surprise. John Rahm, 8-1. to one. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 12-1. to one. Shane Lowry, 18 to 1, Victor Hovland, 22 to 1, and Billy Horschel, uh, 22, 25 to 1. There is on Billy Horschel. Um, Jason, anyone for the top that kind of stood out to you? I can't 
I can't go there. Mm. I've, I've just, I, I like a lot. I, I think I'm probably chasing places this week, to be honest. Yeah. I can't. I mean, uh, you know, I'll take Rory over John Rahm every day of the week now. Yeah. Uh, be interested to see what, mat, what match betting odds there are over 72 holes. Look, they're, they're all in the titles to it, you know. I, 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 there's no point in going through what they can do because we know that and we know that uh, the majority of those like the course. Um, is Rory four times more likely to win this than Billy Horshaw? Yes, he is. Um, and there we are. Um, so I, I can leave them. I can leave them. I can leave Till Hatton. You might be putting them up, I'm not sure, because I haven't found out yet. <laughs> um, and, and Tommy's coming back from a break, so I have no idea what he's going to do. So I, I, I'm quite happy to leave all of those alone, and I'm also quite happy to leave live players alone. Um, and there we are. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the one for me was Billy Horshaw. Um, you know, you sort of alluded to him already. Is is he? You know, one of the things is he's got to defend his title, which is difficult to do. You go know, to Luke Donald did it two years in a row, Monty done it three years in a row, but he's probably not uh, the class that they were uh, when they were doing that. But uh, you know, just a tough one, really. Like he, he never stands out statistically. He's never going to be someone that people don't run models and find Billy Horschel too often. But he just has that kind of way of getting it done, and he was really happy with his game here in 2019 when he finished fourth. Um, you know, just talking really nicely about the golf course about the event itself the the tour itself at the time shot two rounds of 65 that week comes back two years later misses it because of covid um and yes i think laurie Cantor and, and Afi barmer both had very good wow. chances to win um but he got it done i, I think i think Afi. oh yeah i mean he was fine in the day, but, but i mean i've you know not his fault but i've got a problem if he if he's in contention going on back in bag but um <laughs> anyway um yeah, I mean, look, uh, that's a perfect segue into um, Kiradic Jeffy Bamrat. Right? Yeah. Um, and what he's that that incredible um, interview that he gave over the weekend. If nobody's seen it, you know, look it up on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, you just do not think. I mean, these players are earning good money, um, and for the majority of people, money is equal to mental health. Yeah. Um, but for for him, he's clearly feeling it. And it, in terms of where he was in that on the KFT final leaderboard that was the worst thing that could have happened to him so it's really really bizarre so he let it all out and he got you know support all over the place uh, okay there was a few cynical keyboard warriors but there we are um and it was the worst thing that could have happened to him um which was uh, a real shame i thought to be honest with you uh, but he did he 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 basically uh, you know again like we were talking about with ferguson yesterday i think he did lose the tournament last year he and did. and yeah. there we are about the difference between, you know, just on 17. That was it. That was it. That's where he lost it. So he's played, uh, you know, uh, 54, 70 holes perfectly well. And one hole was done that. And when you look to see what he's saying now and stuff, I just wonder what that would have done for him. You know, um, incredible. And that's that's the turn of a card. That's a roll of a ball. That's a very bad tee shot. Um, yeah. You, you know, you don't know. Interesting, though, that you've got Afi Barn right there last year and you've got Beef, who's also, you know, had a few issues. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a funny old game, isn't it? I think it's one of those ones where I think from some of the interviews we've done and, and, and I've done as well, that, like, the main difference you hear between the sort of PGA, Corn Ferry and, and the DP World Tour and European Tour back in the good old days, if you like, was the, the camaraderie and it's no secret that's what helps the Ryder Cup and all that sort of stuff that there seems to be a bit more of a travelling pack you share houses I think people make a bit more effort to interact with 
maybe Asian tour players and, and try and learn a little bit of language or just have more players that, that know the kind of lingo. Um, whereas on the PJ tour, it's, it's very American centric and that's not their fault. That's just what it is. And they're the best players in the world and that's the best tour in the world. So, um, but yeah, it was, it, it was sad to hear is it it's tough and it just shows no one's immune to it. Right. And, and you have to, you have to accept that when people, I mean, like, you know, I kind of found a four, five, six, and then they kind of dried up. And generally speaking, it was very, very, um, you know, encouraging to see the responses and, and people. You just hope that someone's seen that and just like a player on tour and just gone, you know, I can make an effort to, you know, learn a little bit. Like I know it's no one person's responsibility to help Kirodek Afrikaanrat, but you know, if, if anyone looks to be the guy uh, that wants to help him, and because he was sort of saying, you know, I, I can't wait to have a friend on tour and all that sort of stuff, and you just think that's such such a sad existence isn't it like, there wouldn't be a spanish player that would necessarily be on his own there wouldn't be a italian player to be on his own and you think just the lead in light for a country um you know it, it must be in a huge weight on the shoulders and we saw sort of how son lee have struggles and, and stuff like that and you you wonder whether that's a bit you know to play with it as well and on the dp world tour so i don't think anyone's really immune from these sort of things no 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 absolutely it's just just like, like you say i mean we sit there and we we have a go and why did you miss that part and blah blah blah? And it's it, at the end of the day, it's people just doing their job, isn't it? I think it's people doing, it's people doing their job. Um, and they work hard at doing their job, and but I, I think you know, in terms of of, I mean, we, I just, you obviously understood why lockdown. You know, there was a few players that had issues during lockdown. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I guess, I mean, if this is what you do, you know, and and there is nobody. I mean, to, to say you've got no friends on tour, um, you know, you're in America, you've got. You know, as he says, nobody's talking his language, yeah. and he has no friend. He's got no friends out there, and and that's that's quite sad. I think the, the one that really hit home is when he said, like, when I'm having a good week, there's no one to celebrate with, and it's like, what's the point? You know what? Like that you know was. What? If you go and live, tour, there'll be lots to celebrate and party. <laughs> Apparently, but you so. will. Oh, you will. Yeah. No, but... Listen, every. I mean, you, have you spoke to, to to Matt tonight? Have you? I haven't though. No. Right, so Matt went to Boston, yeah? Yeah. And uh, as you know, and his review, totally impartial review, is whilst he'd rather bet on the PGA Tour and support the PGA Tour, it was brilliant. And you were talking earlier, I'm not I'm not going to go on about the cricket and stuff like that, because yep. people are here for golf, but the 100 has devised, uh, devised, divided um, cricket fans and supporters. But it's, it's a very similar similar thing. Um, you know, obviously, I forget all the politics, it's, it's about money. It's about it's the format is designed not as pure cricket, but I tell you what, the kids love it and it's a great day out. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's two sides to every story. I, I, you know, if I was Greg Norman, I'd be over to Effie Banner in a flash. I imagine I'd have thought he would have been offered it because you you look at I mean everyone was sort of you know is Lahiri a big point? Like, well, this is the the leading golfer of one of the you know the world's biggest countries like the most populated country that's why he's gone there same you know why they're trying to target the wacky Neemans the Abraham answers apart from just being good players they they make a lot of sense so I thought he'd gone with Afi Palmer I know he's got another yeah. couple of time players on the roster but um yeah I mean it, it's certainly a possibility and I think that I think the one thing Liv would do is I think they would get like a companion like caddy to make like because I think a lot of probably what what the what they do with the 
what what he probably struggles with is trying to get his tie caddy over is he probably has to pay him a certain amount to get him to come over that makes it worth it and and maybe struggles to do that when he's not playing well whereas live they kind of guarantee the caddies pay as far as i know so um yeah i think i think that might help him i, I don't know it's a tough one isn't it i mean he looked at matthew uh wolf's holding one on the live and you know everyone says there's no sort of atmosphere there i mean there was certainly definitely an atmosphere for that and it wasn't pumped in or chimed in you saw it so um yeah you never, you're just never going to change people's minds. It's, it's fine. I've, I've decided not to bother um, broaching oh, yeah. the subject on it now. Um, and I get it. I, I get why people hold the opinion. I absolutely understand it. There's no, um, there's no change in minds. I, I tried to sort of give an insight into it. Didn't necessarily uh, pan out. So I've decided to kind of go against that. But I, I agree with you. I think, I think new formats work well. I, I say, I mean, I mean, full respect to Matt, who obviously works on World Cup Directors as yeah. well. Um, is that he gave a totally impartial opinion. He, he's always done that. He's always given both sides. Yeah. Um, never really his opinion. He thought it would change things. And I'm not going to go into it to start an argument, but at the end of the day, Phil used it as leverage against the PGA Tour for certain rights. Yeah. And, you know, yes, we know the politics behind it. And we can't ignore it. But there we are. They've come out with enhanced events, PRB, better media rights, etc., etc. So, They'll be you know, wearing take, shorts take, on the PGA Tour next season. Take, well. Yeah, take yeah, absolutely. <laughs> take that as you want. Yeah. You know, take that as you want. You need to look at it in two separate things. But, but you know, like I say, you know, the IPL came in in cricket, for example, years ago. Everyone yeah. had a go at it. It's now the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll see what happens. I think it was one of those ones at the start of it. Everyone just kind of thought it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to happen. And now it's happened. It's like well, it shouldn't be allowed to work. It shouldn't be allowed to happen. And eventually, it's just all gonna it's all going to fall to the wayside and, and there'll just be two tours existing and we'll just get on with it. But, um, yeah, as I say, I kind of... Anyway, yeah, anyway I, I, we, we won't go any further into it because no. <laughs> um, we definitely don't want to lose people before we even get started about the event itself. Oh. But, um... Folks, Sweaty Sack Summer is approaching and it's now time for you to prioritise the comfort of your crotch. That's why the King of Crotch Comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Now I've had the honour of testing out these new boxers and I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear I've ever owned. It's so breathable that it's like gills for your groin. They even trademark the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time for you to invest into your family jewels so let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LFW20 at Manscaped. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches that Manscaped on the waistband of your underwear, it's almost a guarantee to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on a highway to Pleasure Town. The micro model fabric is buttery soft and breathable, keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run or strut, these moisture wicking boxes breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce the chafing and the front fly opening gives easy access and makes bath and breaks quick and efficient. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code LFW20 at manscaped.com and that's 20% off and free shipping with LFW20 at manscaped.com. So once the boxes 2.0 touch your sack, you will never go back. Well, I think that's a good... I mean, look, we can't we can't completely stop talking about it because I think that's a good segue into the fact that there is, what, 18 of them playing this week um, at Wentworth, 17. Like, you know, that that is a... That's a huge factor. Like, they... The, the DP World Tour have made it clear they don't want them there. Rory McIlroy said he's makes him feel sick to his stomach that they're there. Um, I think that's a little bit maybe for the camera, but there we go. Um, it is going to have an impact. 
Kaima's pulled out, hasn't he? Kaima's pulled out because he said he doesn't feel welcome, um, which, you know, it's fine. He's doing that. I think a lot of these players, you've seen a couple of these players that never would have played it when they were on the PJ Tour anyway. So they're, I think, just showing a kind of united front in the sense of Gooch and Answer and things like that. Just kind of making sure that they play when it, you know, would work to kind of kiff the arguments off. I don't know. But was there any players that you thought were worth considering? I suppose Abraham Answer would probably be the one if I was going to go anywhere. No. No. So... It's a tough one, isn't it? I think it's just you're not you can't quantify what it is that they're doing on the three rounds. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw a Scott Drummond type um, <laughs> when he absolutely yeah I, I go on about this every time we we talk about when uh, when Scott Drummond beat um, Angel Cabrera back in twenty oh four was it possibly I reckon so it sounds about right. Let's, now disgraced Angel Cabrera, of course. I, I, you know, like I say, I used to go down Wentworth just to watch him. Hmm. We used to go down and, uh, and watch him. Um, he was, you know, just loved the course. Um, but I've, got, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to, yeah, look, it wouldn't surprise me to see Rory McIlroy win by ten. Um, he's the best player in the world. Full stop. Done. Um, but equally, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy going for longer shots this week. Uh, that, this lot can all win. I mean, I haven't added it up, but that looks that looks very close to sort of seven to two ish about the top six and I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'd happily let you have that yeah that's fair enough I think that one of the people you kind of spoke about in, in messages earlier when we were sort of exchanging them and I never know quite what to do with him I think I have this kind of bias of when I saw him he snaps a club over his neck and kind of have a bunk and I probably tell this story every time we talk about it but Thomas Peters is sitting there at uh, 50 to 1 45 to 1 8 places as well uh, are you going with Thomas Peters this week yeah, that's where my card starts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I did it very basically. Um, you know, I did ball striking, which is total driving and greens in reg, scrambling and strokes gained approach. I'll let the putting take care of itself as long as you're better than average and you high up in them, you'll be fine. Um, and for me, I, I actually thought we'd be around 33 to 1. I mean, but you know, they're, they're, you look at the... You've got Abraham Hansen. No, I'm not knocking Hansen at all. Yeah. But... Peters also has got, he's got the fourth at the Masters, fourth at Bridgestone, sixth at the PGA uh, behind Brooks. You know, he's got top-class form when he's right. And and I don't think he's that far off. I know he's, you know, not lighting up the, the ball particularly. Um, yeah, he should have won Germany. Uh, and certainly last time at Czech, he should have won his third, I think, which actually then should have been, he should have won fourth because he, he, he should have won a few years ago as well. Yeah. Um, so, but... But for me, Peters has got everything I look at. Um, those three lists, I've done the top 25. He appears in every single one, just about on uh, ball striking and scrambling. Uh, approaches in the top 10, I think, for the season. Um, and and every, I looked again back at the um, winners of the last few years, and there's such a similarity. You've got Abu Dhabi appearing everywhere, Dubai appearing everywhere. It makes sense. Not only are they top-class events, but they always link to um, linksy type golf and... and for some reason, Wentworth does the same thing. Um, you know, Norren, Norren, Willett, Hatton are at Crans. You know, you've got DP Worlds everywhere. Dubai Desert Classics everywhere. Um, all, all the way through, the, certainly Hatton, Willett and Norren um, featuring exactly the same sort of event. And then you've got Thomas Peters with his Abu Dhabi form. Uh, one, two, four, five. It's got Denmark, KLM. DP Worlds, six and 12. Scottish Open, six. Um, plus all the other, you know, the other bits I've mentioned. Um, I, I thought he was too big I, I really do think he steps up in proper company um, yeah top 30 at the US Open 
it's okay. It's okay, certainly fine for this sort of this sort of event. Um, ben Coley put up uh, Ryder Cup prices. Oh God, the week after the last Ryder Cup, and I thought Peters was well overpriced. Yeah. Uh, and I think well, pretty much, obviously, with Liv, Liv going on, um, he's a knock for that now. Um, yeah, at the Czech Masters, when it was all going wrong, he did appear very tempestuous. Um, he, he sort of attacked the course a bit too much. It was only one it was one shot that set him off. I think he went through the back of whatever it was, and that's completely screwed him up. Yeah. Um, and that is Thomas Peters. But I, I, I'll be honest with you, I expected around about 33 to 1. So... If you're telling me that I can have 17 points at the risk of him breaking a club over his head, um, I'm going to take it. I, I like Peters this week. He's, in fact, oh no, he's not. He's not the only one. But he's a one of only two that are in double figures. So yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I think I think the thing with Peters is like one of the you, you say about it was kind of one shot that led it. He he lost a round at the Czech Masters because obviously it got shortened to 55, so he has to get aggressive. Um, he's aggressive by nature anyway, so he's doubly aggressive at this point. Um, and, and probably just you know just got it a bit wrong and still finished eighth. Like It seemed like a disaster, but it was eighth. Um, that's after finishing 28th for the Open. That's after finishing 37th for the Irish Open, second at the BMW International, like you said. like When you look, he's been in a you know, real fine run of form. I don't think he's kicked on as much as I expected him to after that win in Abu Dhabi. Um, but that might be because I had loftier expectations. I thought he'd go and play well at the Genesis on the PGA Tour. I thought he'd play, you know, well at the at the Masters and, and didn't. And he's been pretty lightly run otherwise. Um, so I think that's potentially why you get uh, yeah. a bigger price. I've got no idea if, if Dietrich now qualifying for um, qualifying for the KFT makes makes any odds to him, gives him any more determination to, yeah. to sorry qualify the PGA Tour. Uh, makes makes any difference to him. Uh, might give him a bit more impetus, but I think he is only, and, and obviously we say only because we've seen players like this in the past. But he is only a sort of small temperament change away from um, doing some big stuff. And then he's proven he's proven in this grade, you know, against this sort of this sort of quality. So, given the fact that I know what you said to me in a message, like you're not sure about him around this course yet, yeah, it could test his patience. You know, he's he's got that type of run that I think um, previous winners have. Yep. Um, you know, he's got plenty of experience of it, and I, I just wonder. I just wonder. I like him. Yeah, it's just one of those ones where like, I sort of went sort of round by round him, and you sort of think when he was 14th, he was fifth and first, so fifth after round one, first after round two, and sort of it. And he shoots a 78 uh, on the Saturday, and that that kind of puts him out of it. Then you know, when he finished ninth last year, he has two 66s, and then doesn't break 70. Like it's, which isn't. By the way, not breaking 70 is not the easiest thing to do around there. So that top 10 was actually probably the most solid he's ever played around here. Um, well, it is definitely the best result he's had. So maybe he learned something last year that he can kind of put into practice. I think he's one of those ones where, like, he's got the aggressiveness and the ability to go and shoot the lowest round of the day round there. It's just whether he can complete it for four. And I put Dean Burmester in that um, same category. And I thought he was quite tempting um, at earlier prices, he's coming a little bit to kind of 50 to 1 and stuff like that. But I, I do think both of those guys have got ability to go and overpower this golf course because it, it can be, you, know, you can shoot a low round around there. Like the Horschel shot two 65s in both times he's been around here. Like it can be shot. So um, I do think that's an option. They were both kind of on the list. I just don't know if I can trust them to navigate it smartly enough. I think is, I think that's probably a little bit unfair on Peters because I think he is. He's smart. We've seen him play well at Augusta and stuff like that. So he's, he has got it about him. It's just, I don't know, I'm not sure. 
talking myself in and out of him at the time. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's an interesting one. He, he's not all like the same cake. He certainly. He? Well, we definitely can't do that, can we? We, we keep we keep clashing heads over cakes. But um, he he certainly the the field strength doesn't bother me. Is one thing I would say. Like I have no qualms about him winning this at all. Like I think he's that quality of player. Um, it's just whether the chips laid up line up for him. Um, I was on Francesco Molinari this morning at 80 to 1. He's now come into kind of 60 to 1, 66 is best price with the eight places. Starting to get a little bit on the short side because, you know, most of it was basically on his course history. Like he's played here 13 times. He's only missed a cut once when that was in his debut in uh, 2008. He's obviously got a win, a second, four straight top 10s as well. On top of that, 14th and 35th his last two starts. The reason I thought about giving him a chance at 80s was... He sort of showed life a bit at St Andrews, didn't he? Finished 15th, shot 66-68 over the weekend, and that was kind of the back of two missed cuts. And before those missed cuts, he'd finished 27th at Memorial when he was fourth after 54 holes. And I just remember that Memorial thinking, like, is he back? And then he shot that final around 78, and you think, okay, he's, it's been a while since he's been in contention, a bit of rust. Like, you know, we've seen it now. Like, that, you know, that, that is what it is. So I think, I think he's still some way off. And I think now that he's coming in a little bit shorter, you know, I wouldn't touch the 45s, 50s. I think 66 is probably still okay if you do like him. Um, but yeah, certainly I was a lot more keen at 80 to 1. And the reason I don't want to get too ahead of myself on him is because sitting at 90 to 1 for 7 places or 80 to 1 for 8 places, still, uh, Jason, as the person we sort of kicked off the show with, is Ewan Ferguson. Be interesting to see what he does. Hmm. I mean, you know, should have won Kenya. Um... One Qatar, it's not bad. It's not no. bad form. Uh, wins in Northern Ireland. There, there is a big Irish Open thing. It's not obviously necessarily the same. Yeah. Uh, there is a big Irish Open connection as well with this event. Um, and obviously, possibly should have won last week in Crans. Wasn't bad either. Even though he missed the cut, he didn't do anything particularly wrong there. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he was what was he third? Third in Tee Green last week? No, yeah. sorry. Uh, oh, he, he led. He led the Tee Green. Led Tee Green. Yeah. He was third after three rounds. Yeah. Uh, second approaches. And that's continued, doesn't it? That, that's been like that all year. Um, uh, potentially, he might get himself in too much trouble off the tee um, round here. It, it'd be interesting to see what he does. You can win on your debut round here. Yeah. Not many do, but you can do it. Um, and he's in flying form. I, I don't see why not. I mean, um, I the th- thing is, I'd like to see him do something. I don't want to see him step up in grade and then, and then you know, gnaws it up. That's the worry. It, you know, he's got nothing, you know, and then sort of lose it and then take a few weeks to come back again. Yeah. Uh, but he, he deserves to be here. Um, it's, it's it's just difficult. I mean, even if you've had one out in and been 35th or something. Yeah. Um, that's my only way. I, I mean, his attitude is brilliant. Like like I said, I think if he, if he'd have gnawed it up and lost the event and then come on to here, I don't think that's the best thing to do. Um and I think he probably could have put a negative against it. But he was—he he said, you know, I was second. I'm extremely pleased with the way I'm playing. What, you know, what else? At the end, what else could he have done? He could have done nothing else. So he's not walking around going, oh, I should be here a winner or anything like that. It's, it's you know, and, and the fact is, you know, Qatar's fine. You know, Qatar form is absolutely fine. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about him just because I'm a big fan. But yeah. whether, that, whether that means anything... I'd rather back in the McIntyre at the moment. Well, this, uh, so, so this is a debate I wanted to have. Like, it feels like Ferguson is doing what McIntyre should have done already. Like, I understand that McIntyre is contended or been up 
he's not, I don't think he's ever really considered. He's been in the top 10 Open Championships. He's played well at Augusta and made the most birdies one week and all that sort of stuff. When he gets to these events, or the you know ones like last week and, and the ones that Ferguson's contending in, he doesn't really pay off his price at 12, 15 to 1, and Ferguson's still 50 to 1 every week. And they're now sat at almost the same price. And I actually thought McIntyre was a decent enough price this week yeah. based on what he normally is. So, But it still spoke to me that Ferguson's too big. Like I just I don't really understand why you can get 90 to 1 about him when... Okay, Jordan Smith's a great ball striker, but he's fifty to one, sixty-six to one doesn't win. Whereas Ferguson has won very recently; could have won twice as many as he has done. He's got that tree line, Mathaika Country Club early in the year, and so that, that's the problem. Is he had that four-stroke lead, and he shot a seventy-nine and got himself in trouble. But that was—he's less experienced. He's, he's had those; he's got those out of the way now. And I just think, with that in mind. The, the Ryder Cup thing starts this week. Like I think that's a, a real thing to think about. Like the, the Ryder Cup points start there. Donald's going to be there. Vice captain's going to be there. Like if he does genuinely have those kind of, you know, ambitions, then then he's got to be thinking about impressing here. Like it's the first chance to do it. First, first, and fifth. His last three or three of his last four starts in Tees Green. Fifteenth, fifth, and second, and approach those weeks as well. Like it's just on tour, you're not going to find a better profile player, ball striking really, than than you and Ferguson at the moment. And, I know that's against no, slightly weaker opposition, but it doesn't matter really. He's hitting the ball well. That, yeah, that's your problem, isn't it? That, that is your problem. Is, is what league is it come against? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I suppose if you look at it, you can see yeah, it's obvious why he's the price. But if you've watched him play, he, he, he it's not it's not the same sort of player. But what he's doing is very similar to what you may you may bring him up later. Victor Perez was doing for a yeah. while. Just striking the ball beautifully, but you know, not actually. You know, when I say not actually doing it, you've got to catch them correct. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult one. You are right. Though. I mean, I don't think he's playing well. Obviously. Yep. Um, is he in? Is he in McIntyre's grade at the moment? You uh, you can't say he is until until he's done the things in the majors that McIntyre have done, but. But what I, what I find frustrating, it's more of a frustration on McIntyre's part that he's not dispatching of those events that Ferguson is. No, right. That's, oh, absolutely. McIntyre's been downgraded and he's not doing it. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Um, equally, uh, equally, you know, you get major courses that just don't suit. Yeah. You may just may not be a major player. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like Peter so much, just because he's shown it all round. Um, and there we are. I, I don't It's a difficult... I, I can't argue with you that you should be on Ferguson for something. It's, it's one of those ones where I think you look through the years and you see like Chris Wood 2016, you see Noren 2017, Molinari 2018, like uh, Benny Ann 2015. Like it does tend to re- reward people that are just in form at a time. It's a course yeah. that will give people that are playing well the chance to contend. And Victor Perez, you mentioned obviously, you, you, you recall how well he hit the ball when, when he lost to Tim Hatton. Like it, it just seems to be that he can. Laurie Cantor last year was in contention. Like it. Yes, you do get core specialists here. That, there's no, you know, missing that Molinari, uh, Rose, uh, people like that. Like you, you do get them, but you also get these ones that do just take advantage of it on the week. And at ninety to one or eighty to one, I'm just going to give Ferguson a chance to prove yeah. to me that it's a it's a wrong course. If, if it is, then I don't do it next year. It doesn't matter, and he'll probably definitely. be 150 to one next year. You definitely want to be coming here with confidence in your irons. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 
just want to quickly interrupt this BMW PJ Championship podcast to bring you more information on our latest partner, Athletic Greens. Now, I've been using this product, as I've been saying, for a number of months now, and especially with the change in weather and the increase in colds and flus right now, I've really noticed a difference when I've been taking the AG1 product. As you can probably tell, I've got a little bit of a cold, and this has really helped to uh, to kick that and, and kind of combat the effect. So the taste as well, that's kind of hint of tropical flavour, kind of reminds you of that last bit of summer that we're holding on to, rather than just getting the taste of a super healthy drink. One scoop of AG1 allows you to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens, all of which help you start your day right. This is a unique blend of ingredients that improves your gut health, your nervous and immune system, your overall energy, recovery, and focus, and also helps you combat aging, which we must all love. I use this every day, whether I'm working from home or on commuting to the office, and because alongside the bulk products I've got those handy travel packs, it helps you take it on the go, and, and you can get some of those as well. My friends and family have enjoyed taking it and starting to see the benefits themselves as they continue on their own AG1 journey, and the simplicity of the product is you know, a game changer for all of us. It sounds like it should be expensive, uh, but AG1 will set you back less than £3 or dollars a day, depending on where you are in the world, uh, which is cheaper than picking up that less than useful cup of coffee that you can't cut out of your diets. And with over 7,000 five-star reviews, this product is also recommended by leading athletes and trusted leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. On top of that, Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company, and for every purchase, they donate to organisations that help nutritious meals to kids in need, with no kid hungry in the US a recipient of their support. This led to over 1.2 million meals being donated in 2020 in a year where we really needed it most. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. To get that, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash LFW. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash LFW for lots of words to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, talking to someone that's confident designs, Eddie Pepperell is, is a very popular pick this week for, for obvious reasons. I suppose we'll touch on him. Um, I've, I've actually seen Eddie Pepperell contend around here or finish inside the top six. I think he was the week that I was here. He's, he's got two sixth place finishes. He's got a 21st where he was seventh after 54 holes. Um, hitting the ball beautifully at the moment, Eddie Pepperell. Getting, uh, you know, very vocal, as, as Eddie Pepperell does when he tends to be uh, playing well, which is normally a good sign for him. Second uh, amongst the field over the last eight weeks in strokes going approach, according to Tour Tips. Uh, he's got four top ten tournaments in terms of approach that time. 38th last week in strokes going approach. So a little bit of a dip last week in terms of ball striking. Is he the type that comes back here and plays the course well? Probably. Do, do you see it with Pepperell that he, he's, he's a likely, like, you can get like 10 places with Boyle Sports. I just see him as the type of person that just yeah. hits himself in that frame at 60 to 1 rather than trying to get him at 80 to 1 in six places. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's fair. I, I think that's a, that's a very good chat. Yeah. I, I can see him nicking eight thereabouts. I, I, I'd struggle to see him winning this. Yeah. And that's, that's the case with my next two anyway, so three. That's fair enough. I think I think it's just one of those ones where like people are going to be popular. Um, going back to Abraham Answer, that is one of uh, Brad's selections that he would have put up on the podcast. Uh, so before I skip past that, and the reason I remember that is because one of his uh, other ones is Aaron Rye. Um, so he, he likes him, Jason. I suppose and Lucas Herbert. So we might as well just wrap them all off in in a trio. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It to me it does look like a, an Aaron Rye John Catlin type course at times. Um, what do you make of Ryan Herbert there? 
um, uh, who am I to argue with Brad? <laughs> but any any, it, any negatives it, on either of them? Uh, only because if it gets soft, which apparently is going to, because it's going to chuck it down at some point in the next couple of days. Um, I, I, I used to not. I'm a big fan of Aaron Rye. Yeah, um, yeah tree lined. Actually, I don't think he's quite at his top of his game at the moment. So he what he wouldn't be for me. Um, but yeah, you can't get two completely different people to that and Herbert, can you? No. So and then Lucas Herbert, I suppose he, he's played here twice, missed two cuts. Whereas Aaron Rye's got those two top sixteen finishes here in three starts, or two top twenty six finishes, should I say, fourteenth last year as well. So um, yeah, interesting ones there. I think. Is you're going to see a big disparity of a big range of picks this week uh, at this event because the prices are due so much on players that you know you've been used to backing at 33s and 40s and stuff like that in the past. I mean, Thrist and Lawrence is 100 to one. He's done nothing but you know contend in recent weeks. So um, you know he, he's there. But before I go any further, I really like Antoine Rosner, and I know you've been um, you know very happy on about his game for for a decent amount of time past two starts he's ranked first tee screen both times first and second approach so he's clearly you know hitting the ball incredibly well finished fourth at crans and you know he opened with a level past 70 around one bounces back with 65 64 66 just finishes outside that thrust lawrence matt wallace playoff and you mentioned the crans link i mean it's i think a lot of it may be to do with the fact that the quality of player because you've got Faldo, Ballesteros, Montgomery, Donald, Jimenez, Willett, Noren, like they're all very classy players, but there's obviously something between the two courses that, that they like. I mean, it's, even if it is just the high quality, it means that they can step up in high quality and do it. Um, Rosner's obviously played well there. He did only finish 67th here on his debut last year, but he shot second round 65, and that, plus the way he's playing right now, Jace, I thought he was a decent price at triple digits. Absolutely. He's a very, very good price. He actually links in with very closely you know, on a full line with one of my other dice rolls. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can argue three figures. I mean, what do you want? You know, um, there we are. Two-time winner, decent tournaments. Patted like a dream on, on both both times. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. He's hitting the ball fantastically. Um, but do you know what? There's a thing I struggle to separate sort of Rosner and the Porter and and, and that type of sort of continental player. Yeah. They just have such a beautiful game, and you just think, really should just be winning another one per year. Really should. Um, but he's in form, and um, yeah, I, I like Roger. I love the way he speaks. But his interview was brilliant on Saturday. He, he's just up for everything. So, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't, can't argue. I haven't got him down, but yeah, I, I, I'd be tempted. Three figures. Yeah, I just, I just think he, I think we, you, you know, you mentioned earlier, like you do want to be coming into hitting your eyes well, and him and Ferguson are certainly two of the best at the moment in terms of all striking. And you could argue that Rosner's had that look now, and he's proven he doesn't like it. You could argue that he's shot a second round of sixty-five, and he's got a bit of experience under his belt and could come back and do it. So it's, it can go either way, can't it? Um, Richie Ramsey was someone that you sort of messaged me about earlier. Is he, is he still on the list for you? No, no, he's gone off. Yep. What, what was the reason for Ramsey? Uh, it was the, very much the Aaron Wright type thing. Yeah. It's the ty- it is the type of course that he wants now. Um, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't recall why I've taken him off, to be honest with you, but it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, look, you can't back them all, but it's the type of course. I can see him first round lead or something like that yeah. if he gets a decent draw. 
um, shooting something low before. I, I just don't think he's good enough anymore. No, that's fair enough. I think I think it's one of those ones where. Right, you haven't said that. You're laughing at the next one as well. Well, let's go into these next time because I haven't got any more definitive picks. I've kind of gone through mine with with Ferguson, uh, Rosner, and Horshaw and, and Modenari if he's the bigger price. But they're they're the ones that I'm kind of definitive on. So let's go with kind of more your selections. Uh, for Brizzo's and Notti, yep. now, obviously I'm looking at a place more than more than the win. But you know, you never know. I think he should get back his um, black and white half trousers. <laughs> I think he would do better. But um, at just he's, he's playing like a dream. I mean. You know, for a course that calls for quality um, City Green game, he, he's absolutely flying. It's, it, it's, it's, I don't even say it's in front of you, anyone saw tips. Everything is correct. You know, it's 18 shots he's gained City Green at Crans and at Himmerland. Um, nine shots approach. E- everything is fine. We know it's down to putting. But I like the fact that he's, he's so accurate off the tee that it's, you know, even his lack of length is getting him sort of within the top eight um, overall strokes gained City Green. Um, he's got some lovely course form and he's got some rough course form but again I'm quite happy with it if you look back over over the years you've got players that have played this number of times before they start getting into top fives and stuff like that um, there's plenty there's lots of other stuff as well I mean, he's top 10 in ball striking for the year which is obvious after his recent things um, you know this year he's been eight at the Belfry fine three lined fourth at the Irish Open works beautiful um, we've said that he's had eight his last eight rounds have been 69 or less at Crans and Himalayan, which is, is a real effort to be honest with you, hmm. around those two courses. Um, he, uh, Crans, he was third for uh, driving accuracy, which is perfect. The average over that, he, I think he's seventh. Um, uh, an average, I can't remember what I've written there, but he's seventh average over his last seven starts. Uh, 12th at the Irish Open um, in Port Rush, I believe. No, he wasn't. Uh, yes, he was. Um, and he, that was behind Pod who loves it here, Dyson, who actually plays really well here. Uh, Rory was in 10th. I mean, it just, I think everything about his best performances, Abu Dhabi, 7th and 9th, Grand Side, 3rd, everything about it just suggests that, that I think he's going to probably equal his best ever display here in 7th. Yeah. It's a class issue, isn't it? Again, I don't, I don't think it's a tournament where we're going to see, you know, Rory win, Fitzby 2nd, Larry 3rd, Scott, you know, Hatton 4th. I don't think we're going to see that. Um, I think we're going to see informed players be there, and he is. I think he's he's slightly underrated for what he's doing. Lack of length off the tee, maybe, but 101, eight places or or whatever, top 10, top 20. I'll be with Zanotti in some sort of form, definitely. Yeah, well, I assumed he'd be fairly popular, and and he has come in a little bit, but hasn't been. I haven't seen him as much as I thought I would. I mean, he's just like like you say, you are playing probably for the place. I don't I don't necessarily trust him to win, and not because. He hasn't got the ability to. He's just shown it over a number of years that that seventh is probably his peak. But when you get in eight places, and or you can even get ten places if you want to take the sixty-six to one about him. But you know, you you can you can really you know play with some of those places. You can look at top tens, look at top twenties. I think he's very solid in those kind of markets because it takes something to be as consistent as he has been. A bit. I know he's had a few missed cuts, but you know, in terms in terms of where he's been in, with his form in his career, when he's playing well, he seems to turn up here. It seems to be a course that he does like. So. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any arguments about Zanotti. I think in terms of those people that play like DraftKings that might be listening to this, I think he's a great play for that. Um, just a, a steady uh, Eddie, if you like, I think. And, and it just depends what his peak performance, what his peak round is uh, throughout the week as to where he finishes up, I think. I mean, himself and Bert Wiesberger, who this course um, suits as well, 
Yeah. Um, last year they finished tied 20th. Beesberg was second tee to green, 77th in pain. Zanotti was 10th tee to green, 7th in strokes game pain. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that Beesberg is going to be 77th in strokes game pain this week because <laughs> unfortunately I've never seen worse pain figures even on Molinari's card. Um, that's Eduardo Molinari. <laughs> but it was Freddy way back in the day. It was. Anyway, yeah. um, so just saying you can you can do stuff. You know, if he repeats that top 10 tee to green and literally, you know, improves his putting by, I mean, you know, nothing. Build average. He'll, he'll be in the top 10. So I, I like it. I like the way he's he's playing, to be honest with you, striking the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I'm just looking at Masahiro Kawamura, like... Yeah. 20th and 17th for the last two years. When he was 20th, he was 10th at the 54-hole stage. And when he was 17th last year, he was 4th after round 8th after round 2. And he's just sneaking back into that kind of form we saw about Caramore, where he looked like he was going to you know, break through. He was 14th for the Hero Open. He was 9th at Crowns, where he was 5th at the, uh, the 54-hole stage, back to back 65s. And then he finished 22nd last week, which he never, you know, he was never better than that throughout the week. That was just a sort of plodding along week if you like but we've we've seen a sustained period of form from now you even go back to the, the Porsche European Open he was fifth so he looks to be showing a little bit now and he's he's got those back-to-back top 20s here um so I think Kamura again maybe the upside is is limited and and it is a you know top 20 that you're looking at but Kamura is, is playing better now and, and showing some signs I 100% agree and he was apart from one other he was the other one on the list good somewhere yeah. Again, I've got to look at where, how to play him. Yeah, I agree. I, I think anybody that's that, you know his last twelve rounds, the worst he's shot is seventy. Mm. Um, uh, you know he, he is, and we've seen him. I know lockdown and it was lesser fields, but we've seen him when he does go on a run. You know he can, uh, and I think he's. That sounds ridiculous. He hasn't won for ages, um, but it was, you know Holly Wilson did, um, and we've seen. We've seen players. Not expected because they're not expected to do it. They relax a lot more and around a tree line course. I think that um, that works fine. Yeah. You know, you're not pushing. You know, you're not in tenth and, and start being aggressive and then suddenly double bogeys start coming. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I actually really like Kevin Miura in some way. Not sure how. Yeah, I like that. Um, who else do you got on your card? Last one was Andy Sullivan. Hmm. I, I did wonder with the with the T screen game, whether it'd be someone that caught your eye. Well. Sullivan's impossible, isn't he? Mm. He's just impossible. To, it, it, but he did catch my eye. I wrote down the, um, if you like, the top few of Tita Green and, and approaches last week, and you, you know you've called it yourself. You know, second Tita Green, first and approaches, um, six around. It was his pattern that, that let him down. Um, I just think if Sullivan um, finds something, you might as well try and stick with him because when he goes off, he's going to go off for a long time as well. And, and I wouldn't have touched him at. That. You know, much less than what is it, 125, I think. Um, but he's got he's got some awesome form. Yeah. You know, um, obviously he absolutely gagged home at the English Championship um, during lockdown. Should have won Dubai after an opening 61. Um, but he got nabbed by well, he didn't get nabbed by Rosner. He just couldn't part of thing. Yeah. Um, and Rosner sort of did him. So he should have won that again. That that's lovely. I go through his overall record. It's just uh, on every course, you know. Dubai does a classic Portugal Irish Open um, trophy of sand, Sicily, which we always bring up, and anything involves, you know, linksy type form. Um, uh, I just, you know, last week he was great. Has he found something? I've no idea. He has to be in the right mental place to produce his best. I'd find it hard that he doesn't think that at the moment. And and already, you know, he has had two top tens. 
you know, within the last couple of months. Yeah. You know, both he obviously likes kazoo. So if this is kazoo, kazoo international, uh, <laughs> you're right. But um, I'm happy enough at 125. I, I, to be honest, I thought we'd put him in at 70 and see how the market reacts. Um, at 125, yeah, I'm fine. I'll, 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 I'll take risk on him. I think one of those things with Wentworth as well is that, like, with him, he's, he's, he's I mean, I, I'm not going to count up here. Let's say he's made eight or nine appearances and he's missed a cup twice. One of them was on debut, one of them was last year when he was probably playing the worst golf he's played in a long time. Like, amongst those, he's got that third place finish where he finishes with a 65 uh, two years ago. And then he's got just a bunch of, like, top 30 finishes. And I think that in itself is hard enough to sustain around this golf course. Like, you can. If you get a bad draw here, it can affect you really badly. You know, there's a lot of pressure in this event when you're trying to chase, um, you know, race to buy points and stuff like that. Like it does, it is a course that does throw up some funny results, even for some of the best players. So to sustain it for as long as he has, you could see him just all of a sudden like peaking with a with a strong performance. It's a bit like Lowry, really. Like, I know he nearly won it the year. I think it was, was that the year Rory won it, maybe, uh, that Lowry finished second. But... You know, he, he basically finishes top 20 every year and you think, OK, well, he's got to win at some point. And yes, Sullivan's not playing to that level. But when you've got it, like just making the weekend every week at Wentworth, I think that's something in itself. I, I think you've called you've called him absolutely right. You look at his last few years, it's gone 65, final round 20, and 81 in final round in 19. Yeah. And that's what you're, that is what you're going to get with Sullivan. Yeah. So, you, you, you know, you have to look at the price and see whether you think, um, you know, that benefits what he's doing at the moment and you know it's it, you can go wrong look at jb hansen you know a couple of rep you know a couple of events ago we thought he was back and he was shocking last week yeah um so it, it can go wrong but who cares 125 it, it, really you know i worry about it when when he's 40 at one and he gnaws his up as he did when i was on at, um <laughs> at uh, dubai obviously yeah um so yeah yeah I, yeah who cares at the price to be honest yeah, I think, I think yeah. there's a lot of that. Put it like this. I'll be disappointed if Peters does nothing and the others are just, they're, they're running. It's yeah. fine. I don't mind. If Peters does nothing and Rory wins by 20, it's fine. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It's, it's not an issue. So, uh, there we are. I wondered whether you might like Callum Shinkwin, but I'm just looking at his course form and, and probably realising why he wasn't someone that was mentioned. He's, he's played here four times. He's been disqualified once and had three missed cuts. So, um different player again so so maybe steps forward this time around but yeah i just thought he might have been someone that that would have come up on your list as you do like uh do you like cam shingman i do like him but i I'd, i want a bit more room <clears throat> was there any temptation to put laporta back in now he's playing a bit better and sick there on debut last year 54 yeah. hole leader I I, I I absolutely repeat the same thing if you like rosna i like laporta yeah. no, no genuinely yeah. I, genuinely i i i think they're just awesome ball strikers when they're right um, yeah, yeah. I, again, I can't see. I don't think he's good enough. Um, I thought he sort of folded a little bit when in contention over the weekend. Um, but you know, they all do. I was tempted by um, Ollison. Ollison played really well. Yeah. Over the weekend last week. Um, Ball striker was decent. I, yeah, I thought his his sort of play was hidden. Um, and again, you know, if you're talking about that type of comparative form, he's got it. Um, so he was he was very tempting because I do think there's something there again. Yeah, with me, with Ollison, I just felt like it, he's had these spurts in his career where he's been, you know, really top grade and probably similar to, I would say, Peters in the fact yeah. that what, what their upside is. And, and he's just never really got to grips with this golf course. Like 27th, his best finish two years ago when he wasn't actually playing great and he never broke 70 that week. So I'm a little bit concerned that 
it could be just a course he doesn't like. He was inside the top 23 starts ago at the 36 hole uh, mark, and yeah, I don't know. I just to be honest, and I, I thought him, and, and I thought his price was big, and then I just looked at the course form, and like I've tried to stay away from, steer away from course form quite a bit recently, just because I do think you get yourself in a trap. But he looks to be uh, one of the anti ones. But with Laporte, like I was really impressed with him last year, like how long he did hold on for. I know he he did, you know, give it away in the end, but. The final round 70 wasn't even that bad um, when he was in contention for his, you know, last chance. Again, he shoots 71 yesterday when he, you know, he could have been in contention. Like it does seem to be a repeating thing, and I think you're probably chasing top tens. Whereas I think with Rosner, if he gets in the hunt, I do trust him, and that's why there's the disparity in their price, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think Laporte could do easily do something like Rosner, where just just sit there and sit there and on and just have one of those putting days on a on a. Um on a Sunday I just I don't think he's, he's the greatest yeah I don't think he's as good as at the end of the day um, yeah was there anyone at a massive price that you thought was worth just sneaking in to try and get a place or just had a cut off point you know once you got to 200 to... uh, it's just, uh, no you no I mean, you, really. you look at people I mean Beargard Bear uh, done a little bit last week before then doing nothing yeah. Jack Senior likes playing England um, all these have sort of you know, put their little bits. I mean, can we believe that Garrett Higo, for example, is like 250, 400 to one now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, these people come and they go, don't they? Um, I'm not certainly saying he's not finished. Um, no, but it's a, it's a, an alarm. I mean, like, I, I kind of thought David Law looks a big price, 250. He's got a top 15 here. Brandon Stone always looks a big price when he's down here, but just hasn't been doing it. Has Broberg ever done anything here? He's 500 to one. He's got, I think he's got, you know it's, it's very 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 strange you look at, again it's like every week you look at players and you think you know Brandon Stone I mean he is playing like an absolute dog yeah um, you know but it, uh, nah I mean I don't, know, I don't to me to me to be honest with you you might as well look at um you know one of the other tournaments have a bet there if you want to bet any of these down here because I, I just don't, don't I think I think there's something different between a surprise winner at triple digits and just playing people for the sake of it isn't there and you know the, the 150s and 200s that we've got to is probably I mean I did look at George Coates here but he's another one that's kind of yeah, struggled yeah. to go I, around here I was on him last week yeah again doesn't give a shit so you've got you've got to catch him right haven't you, I think yeah it just doesn't again just played in enough times to, to suggest he doesn't like it and as much as I think you've got to give people a chance when they've done it two or three times and, and show maybe one or two rounds a la what you know, Rosner did, etc. Like when they've played here five, six, seven times and never really done anything, you start to start to be concerned. So I guess you, know, you can get sorry, you can get like hundred to one. Hundred one eighty one about Alexander Bjork, the yeah. you know, the man who's put up by one person at least every single week, I think. Um, and he's again the type you know, it's again a bit a tagy, but we're not touching with players. Um, you know, it's it, just the type to plod round and then nick eight. You know, yeah. he's not nowhere near good enough to win, um, but it's certainly playing well enough that, that he could just get beat by five shots and and you still get a, you know a decent payout. Yeah, I think I think we could we could cover the whole board and there'll still be someone that will finish inside the top eight that we didn't mention. Um, it's just it's just the nature of that event. But you've got Afi Barmer, who we mentioned, has got a fifth and a uh, second here. I think in in these couple of few starts, so that's pretty impressive for 150 to one shot. Probably after last week's, maybe just leave him alone for a little bit. Um, 
Matty Schmid and, and Heather Kilder are both obviously emerging talents, but Schmid has now got himself on the PGA Tour and Heather Kilder, I think, probably had his best chance last week, as I sort of alluded to last week. Sean Crocker is, is 151. He had a really good run here last year. Um, I followed basically every every hole that he played last year, and barring the fact that his putter was just stone cold, um, he had a really good chance to move forward a couple of times, and he was he was right there in contention. So I suppose Sean Crocker would, would be someone I'd be tempted by. Has he gone off the boil since his win? Um, yes, there's no denying that. He's missed two cuts and finished 41st in the other, so... Um, it's just whether you want to go back to the board with him, but I think that's probably it. I think that you know there's a there's a big um, price difference in in Laurie Cantor, 66 to one's 125 to one because I guess some are giving him his due that he could come back and play well, or some are like he's a live player and he's out of here. I don't, you know it's a tough one with players like that, but yeah, I don't think there's anyone else I'm really screaming to. Matthew Jordan keeps threatening as as we often allude to and never really finishes it off and I don't see why Wentworth would be the reason that he would so yeah I think other than that it would just be naming names for naming names sake wouldn't it yeah let's have a little review then of uh, of where we're at I'm going to play Billy Horschel in my as my kind of favourite he's in there at sort of 25 to 1 22 to 1 whatever it is that you can get about him um, I don't mind you taking less place to get the 25s uh, Ewan Ferguson at 80 to 1 or 90 to 1 if you can get it uh, with one less place. Uh, again, just that, that is a price play, but at the same token, I do think he's got a really, really good chance. I think he's capable of playing well there. Francesco Molinari is coming in from 80s to 66s. I think the 66s is just about okay, uh, eight places. And Antoine Rosner uh, as 125 to 1 long shot, 110 to 1, it looks like is going to be the best price. You're going to get eight places now. Um, I just I just think he's class. I think the ball striking is brilliant. You've been very high on him for a number of weeks. And yes, it might be a step up, but maybe the chance for him to do it. So really like that little group of players there uh, to take on the favourites. And, and for you, Jase? Uh, taking a chance. Well, Thomas Peters, I'm yeah. quite confident he does something this week. Um, Zanotti, 101, uh, eight places, top 10, top 20 probably as well. Sullivan, same thing, 125. Uh, Karen Mura, 150. And yeah, Ferguson calls. I just worry about him not come, not being around here so far. But then yeah. he wasn't around Kenya either, was he, or Qatar? So it didn't make a difference to him there. Hmm. No, that's cool. And then Brad has selected Abraham Answer, Lucas Herbert, and Aaron Rye. Um, I think he's pretty happy with the prices that are still there. They haven't moved too much. But Abraham Answer, you can get 40 to 1, 35 to 1. Uh, Aaron Rye is coming a little bit, but he's 100's best price now uh, with the eight places. And then uh, Lucas Herbert, again, is you can get 100 to 1, 6 places, 80 to 1, uh, 90 to 1, 8 places. So a good little selection of players there uh, for people to peruse. Uh, we do think that the, the top of the board can be taken on at this event. I do think there's a course that allows that. Um, any sort of closing statements on what to expect this week? Well, if I knew that, I'd just <laughs> I'd be asking it, wouldn't I? Well, you would do, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't advise that, anyone out there that was thinking about putting their house on things. But... Um, I, th- I just think it's going to be one of those weeks. I think there's going to be a lot of negativity around it. I'm almost sort, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. sort of defending myself against that. And it's a shame because I do... I'm fed up of going to this event over the weekend because it gets way too busy and you can't see anything. But I think Thursday, Friday is okay. But I just like... The the focus is going to be, our oh, Rory hates everybody that's in the, the live you know field that's here. And, uh, you know, if a live player gets in contention, there's going to just be nothing said about them and everyone's going to moan about that and 
they're not there for the program on Wednesday, so that's going to be a subject. So I think there's, I think it's going to mar what should be a celebration of the DP World Tour. It should be their this their swing now. You've got what have you got here? We've got this, then we've got France, Dunhill Links. Um, before you start coming into sort of Valderrama and things like that, like it should be a really good run of uh, courses and events for for the DP World Tour. So I hope it doesn't get overshadowed. We've got the Ryder Cup points starting this week for Europe. Uh, they've changed the format of, of that as well. They're giving them like six picks for. Uh, Luke uh, it's just a pile of nonsense. It's just yeah, anyway. Do you know what? Just sort it out. It's just nonsense. It's just yeah, yeah. I can't be bothered with. It. I can't bother with. It. I mean, I love the Ryder Cup. Um, uh, selection process is complete balderdash, to be honest. With you. It is. Yeah. It, I, I just don't. I just don't want the events get lost in in the narratives at the moment. That's that's my slight concern um because it is a good event it is a you know it's a nice field it's been well supported this year so let's hope jace it's, it's a really good celebration of golf let's hope it's one that uh, you know produces a winner for us on the podcast and we'll catch up again next week indeed 